Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Dirt Talk podcast. We're here, as always, to make the dirt world a better place. I am 50% of the hosting of this podcast, the Monday episodes, Aaron Witt, with my co-host, as always. Alex Horton, the other 50%. Alex Horton, the other 50%. I mean, you could argue that you're more than 50% since you put these things together. Well, I am just the genius talent. Sure, yeah. Uh, when I started working on the podcast, somebody said, you need to treat Aaron like the talent. I'm like, I don't think I need to tell him that. No, no, I already know I am <laughs> brilliant in my in my talent ways. Yep. Um, yeah, that was sarcasm. Sure. I got in trouble for it today again. Again? Yeah, <laughs> it's just people don't get it. And Are we too dry? Is that the issue? A, a company-wide? Are we just a little oh, bit too I'm, dry? I'm too dry. A lot of people don't pick up on it, and it gets me in trouble. And, like, <clears throat> we had a, a company, one of our partners, like, seriously concerned about us starting a competing grading contractor. I feel like you made it pretty clear early on that, like, we're, we're not going to start a a real like dirt moving company, at least anytime soon, but, but maybe not. Maybe we will. I mean, I guess we were pretty convincing in our marketing. We, like, didn't, just, yeah, we didn't have to try very hard for people to think we were. No, in theory, if we did want to start a grading contractor, I feel like we could do a decent job at it. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. I think we would do more um, work on the back end to get our marketing materials in order. Yeah, our marketing materials would be fantastic. Marketing and branding, bulletproof. Start the company and then be like, oh, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eric Jumper, who uh, is on the content team, you want to make something because that would be funny? Sure. No, we'd have, we'd have a skid steer, and, but we'd look like a serious heavy, heavy civil contractor, mm-hmm. I think. What, what if we did the whole, the build with photo shoot just of your skid steer? I, we're going to do that. <laughs> and so, and, but, so... The uh, the people not understanding what is a joke and what isn't goes both ways because the skid steer is not a joke and yet yeah, that's I know. quite a few people have been like yeah that, that was a hilarious <laughs> joke that you're getting a skid steer I'm like no 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 that part's it, real <laughs> it's actually real <laughs> and I know I don't have it yet so you probably don't believe me yeah understandably but it is real it's not a joke mm-hmm. so I understand the people's confusion because I do send mixed messages mixed signals. We're speaking about it in the same way that we're speaking about stuff that's not real. Mm-hmm. So I can understand a little bit of confusion. Yeah. Yeah. And when like new people come into the business, I do worry a little bit because I, I'm just, my humor is very dry and I don't want them thinking I'm being serious. I think one thing that's probably at least a little confusing, but is going to come from a the fact that we were a really, really small company for the better part of a year. Now we're just just a small company yes. and growing. Yes, um, is that we had like company inside jokes, mm-hmm. and eventually that's kind of untenable. Yes and no. Like we can still have our M Shaw. Oh, for sure. Training, for example, as a company, or there's like I was a great culture builder. There's a few things that I think we've all bonded over that we all understand. Mm-hmm. And then there's also some things that, you know, everyone has their own little jokes. Like I know the content team, they have their own jokes. They do. I'm sure that we had somebody start like the week of April 1st. I'm sure that we did. There was probably confusion on our team. <laughs> and we started promoting build with excavation and grading. Because I went I went rogue on that one. Yeah. I asked for <laughs> I asked for some support 
and people thought I, I so again, I, I say I wanted really do April fools well this year, mm-hmm. a few weeks prior. And they thought I was joking about it, but I was not joking. I wanted to do it well. And then I went to go ask for some resources for some web and creative resources. And I was told, just give it your best shot. And then I was like, well, okay, I've been given permission to go wild and wild I went. Confusing people across the dirt world with our stupid humor. That's just how it goes. With our stupid memes about skid steers. Well, one thing that BuildWit is working on, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing that BuildWit is working on is clearing up our messaging. Yes. Learning to tell our story better. And guess what? That's actively what we're doing this week. Did you like that? That was a segue. Very well done. Okay. Very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we've been working on our brand and messaging for quite a while now because we've recognized that, well, it's taken Dan and I kind of sifting through everything to figure out where we're going. And then once we're clear on it, now we need to explain it to everybody else. And it's taken a while to get clear on it from our perspective. Now it is clear. And now it's our turn. So we, we need to do it in a few. We had to get ourselves clear on it, on where we're going. Then we, need to, we needed to somewhat get leadership, company leadership clear on where we're going. Now Friday, we're going to get the entire business clear on where we're going with a two-hour meeting to yeah. go over it from A to Z. And then next week, we get our partners clear on where we're going. And mm-hmm. then after that, we get the rest of the people that follow us online clear with where we're going. And Dan had a meeting with Ben um, well, last week, I think it was, with the boss man at a very large construction company. And he's like, if you guys are so good at telling stories, why does your guys' story not all that great? And typically... I would be insulted, <laughs> but it's a very good point yeah. because our story is an absolute disaster publicly. It's a little bit better internally, but still not very clear. However, within the next few weeks, I think there's going to be a lot of clarity as far as what the hell we do, what's going on here, and what everybody's role is in it, whether mm-hmm. that be our team, whether that be the UPS driver walking to my door right now delivering a package whether that be our partners or just people online that like what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge deal for us. And I am fired up about our company meeting on Friday because it's going to provide so much clarity. And if you're not working at our company, if you don't currently work here, get ready because most of the information we're talking about on Friday is going to start to roll out over the next few months. Mm-hmm. Really, really exciting. Um, I, I had a conversation with our what's his what's Skyler's position? He is he's moving in chief marketing officer. Chief of, marketing of officer. Buildwit. Cool. Yeah. Look at that brand new position, just like that man. He's cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation with him today, and he wanted to get to know me a little bit, kind of hear what are some things I'd like to work on from a marketing perspective for the podcast. Um, and just for me to get to know him a little bit. And, and one thing that he said was, um, I'm an asset for you. However, after the Friday call, you're going to know exactly how I'm, I'm going to be the asset to you. 
and what I can do for you and what the rest of BuildWit can do to help get the podcast where we want to go. And I said, awesome. Yeah. I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So from like a marketing front, clearly the bread and butter of our business has been the creative work, BuildWit yeah. Media Group. So BuildWit Media Group is becoming just BuildWit Creative is is the, the new company brand to it. And Lori leads BuildWit Creative now. Mm-hmm. She's now president of, of that company. And Skylar's role is, so Lori's role is to run creative and creative does work for some of the build companies and our partners, but Skylar's role is really how do we build the entire build brand and how do we grow these new products mm-hmm. and the podcast? How do we get this podcast into the hands of as many dirt world people as possible? So he's, on board to help solve some of those issues and especially from a digital side of things since that's his realm of expertise. He's crazy, crazy good at the digital stuff. Mm. And I don't understand any of the digital stuff. So it's a, so it's a gap in the business. For sure. And I've mentioned before, but us, us hiring experts um, at stuff that we didn't currently have an expert on the team for, has already started to pay off huge dividends and internally as well as externally and will continue to do so externally for us. Yeah, Skyler's awesome. Yeah. Everybody's awesome. We're we're building one hell of a team. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty stoked about it. Another thing that was exciting today was that the Nashville team got to tour the office as it's getting built, which was pretty sick. Correct. That was very cool. Yeah, I am just trying to build excitement within our business about mm-hmm. this office. It's a really, really big deal. There's a reason why I keep talking about it all the damn time because it's it's just totally going to shift the dynamic of our whole business in a very positive way, at least I believe. And if it doesn't, then we're in trouble. But uh, I'm trying to just get people stoked about it and thought I'd give everybody a tour today because walls are up now and so you can visualize the space a lot better. Mm-hmm. Than me just explaining like, okay, so here's the kitchen. And then I just kind of motion with my hands. And you, here's you've the sort of done that for me before. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it doesn't. Cool, I guess. It makes perfect sense in my head, but no one can really visualize it. So now that there's walls up, you can be like, this is the kitchen. And they can see walls and it's like, oh, yes. So that is the boundary of the kitchen. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, really, really exciting. And, and so the walls are... Walls are set and they're continuing to work on those. Um, Electrical is going full bore right now. Low voltage should be starting soon. They need to build out the flooring in the bathrooms because they tore it all up for the plumbing. Yeah. Going to do that. Um, Start rough in for the plumbing now that the walls are in. I guess that probably won't be hardwood in the bathrooms. No, no, no. no. It's all going to be tile. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but they have to do the subfloor because there's no floor right now. Yeah. It's, it, it's, there is no subfloor either. It's just the, the planks and... Can't put a, can't put tile right on the the studs. No, wait, what are those called? Um, it's not studs. I don't know. I'm not a building guy. I can I'm like a dirt see guy. it in my head. Anyway, yes, I know what you're talking about, and hopefully our listeners do too. Yeah, more than us. A couple idiots on this podcast. That's that's all we're all we're all we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so within it's going to slow down a little bit because it's just getting all like the inner workings. Of, of the office completed over the next few weeks and then drywall will go up and uh, then things will start coming together from kind of a design perspective and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, you were talking about some of like the the art that's going to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
I think some of that I never really heard from you before. You, yeah. you kind of mentioned like, yeah, we're going to have some custom pieces. It's going to be cool. And you, you kind of walked through, you know, there's going to be this kind of thing right here. We're going to have a sign of build for build it right when you walk in. Like just you, you described a lot of that. I thought that was really, really cool. And I can't wait to see it um, in real life. Yeah, we've tried to use every wall in a very intelligent manner. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how it all comes together because every wall is totally different. There's too. not much on the outer wall either. That's like just going to be open brick, right? Yeah, I didn't want to touch the outer wall. That's so cool. it's all original historic brick. Just leave it as is. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, stay tuned because it's really going to start coming together over the next few weeks. And once we get drywall up, I mean, the space is going to be totally different. And then you can really visualize what it's going to be looking like. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. I'm pumped. We're getting there. Um, it was also a good opportunity today for me to get some FaceTime with some of our team members that live in Nashville and I still have never met in real life. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, we had a team dinner last week and I met people, oh, a yeah. few people for the first time. Or some, like some guy added me on LinkedIn yesterday and it was like, intern at BuildWit, at BuildWit. And I'm like, who is this guy? And and we've had people in the past, like they say they work for us on LinkedIn, but they don't. So I thought it was one of those. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. great. Another guy just saying he works for us. And then I recognized we just hired him on. And that was a moment for me that was like, huh. Who's he going to be working with? Skylar. Yeah. Kind of on the digital side of things, maybe helping Jack. SEO team, definitely there's a lot of work that's needed on the digital side of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, new people, new happenings at the office. I'm in town for two weeks, which is delightful. Always a good thing for me. It helps with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely helps with the podcast. Yeah, so I can catch up on episodes. I can plan May travel because there's a lot coming up in May. Mm-hmm. going to be running around a lot, but the next two weeks are just going to be spent talking to our team, aligning everybody on where we need to go over the next 90 days and then talking to our partners next week because we have, it's a pretty monstrous list of shit we need to take care of over the next 90 days to get the business moving Mm because we, you know, we spent the first 90 days of the, of the, of the, um, the year kind of finding our bearings, building out our team. I mean, we really slowed it, it doesn't seem like we've slowed down, but we've slowed down as sure. far as we haven't been selling much. We haven't been aggressively going after new projects. We we haven't launched much for websites yet. It's it's been it's been a little slow, mm-hmm. but we've been building things out and investing so that we can speed back up. And so now we think that we're in the spot where okay, the next ninety days we're just going to blow and go just as fast as we possibly can, knock as much out as we possibly can. And start gaining some some new momentum using yeah. the resources we've been investing in. We'll f- flex the the muscle of our our complete team. Um, not that we're complete, but the extent of our team. Yeah, no, we're we're really going to start to push. And if we come together as a team, and I think we will, that we don't really have an option. Come together as a team. We will be meeting as a team in three months' time mm-hmm. in Nashville to celebrate the opening of the new office. And we'll be able to celebrate as a team. Like, hey, we came together and pulled this shit off. So it's going to be pretty pretty crazy to pull off what we want to, but we're going to make it happen. Yep. Um, and then my next travel is North Carolina with Caterpillar. To go get the skid steer? To go see it on the line. Oh, okay. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be delivering it, though. 
Oh, they will be delivering it. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was confused about. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I was like, is he going to get a trailer? Like that kind of seems like a pain to bring. No, so they're flying us out. Um, Private plane? Yes. Sick. And then flying us back. So I'm not driving out. And then even if I was driving out, I couldn't technically get it because it has to go through like a quality assurance process. And then it has to go to the dealership. And there's, there's some steps in between. There's some steps in between. Yeah. Okay. So do you have like a due date for no. when, that, when that bad boy gets dropped off? End of May. Okay. May, from, May is going to be a very good month for me. I got some pretty cool stuff coming ooh. up. May and June. And from when it gets delivered, then does the like custom paint or whatever you're going to do to it happen then? So it's already going to be painted. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's getting oh. painted at the factory. Oh, very cool. Yeah, but we'll we'll need to do some modifications to it once we get it. So sure. once we get it, it'll take a few weeks to get it to where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to get the like um, 1940s fighter jet like shark on on the front? That would be cool. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That'd be very, very um, appropriate for a skid steer, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah. <laughs> Baby shark. You, you posted something a couple a couple days ago on LinkedIn. It was like retro painted um, machinery. Mm-hmm. And that like blew my mind. I'm like, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's the 5130 at Coteau, at the, at the Coteau mine, um, that North American coal operates in North Dakota. Okay. And it's really, really cool. So they have, it's in their contract that they need to operate their equipment in white. Okay. And so that 5130, it's old. It's, I don't even know how old it is, but it it has the white coloring. And then it has like a yellow, blue, green stripe across the entire mm-hmm. machine. And it just looks badass. So the whole thing's white, except for that like, weird colored stripe is super, super unique. It's sick. Yeah. It's a shame more people haven't been able to see it because I, I thought it was cool. And then I put it on the internet and people were like, that's stupid looking. I'm like, they're wrong. Okay. Well, I thought it was cool. So I think I, mean, I commented that I want it on my house and my car. I, I guess, yeah, we're going to be doing it to the build of the truck. <laughs> Just colored stripe across it. Yep. It looks really cool, especially on a big machine. That's the first time I've ever seen it on a it, mining size shovel. It it just really stuck out to me. I'm like, yeah. that's rad. Where's that? Yeah. And speaking of custom paint, I guess we talked to, to Randy Blunt last week about why he paints his machines in a custom color and what the benefit is. Uh, that's about to come out tomorrow. No, because once this podcast oh, goes shit, live, you're right. You were playing with my brain. It was already done. That's right. Because we're coming to you from the future. Coming to you from the future. Yes, we did talk about that to him. Yeah, I, I made sure I covered it because every time I post a gray machine of theirs on the internet, mm-hmm. I always get people, why do they paint it gray? Like, why? That's not very safe. That's not very, yeah. <sighs> um, but yeah, we we covered that in detail and it's pretty slick. I I like painted equipment and I wish more people did it because it's badass. It's just like an extra attention to detail that really sticks out. Yeah, it's starting to grow, I feel like. Like I know Dane, DC Excavation, he's been on the podcast. Uh, he just painted some machines. Dylan Stevens, Rosso, mm-hmm. they just painted some machines. Really? Yep. Uh, Marty, Dirt Monkey, 
excavating. We, he's been on the podcast. Yep. Everything, everything of his is bright red, which is just badass. What did he call that? The red hot rod red. Hot I rod red. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, I don't know. I mean, chemo. He paints all his green. Of course, mm-hmm. he's been doing that for a while. I don't know if it's actually taking off or not, but. I know a few people with painted machines now. Well, without giving away too much on the Thursday Dirt Talk podcast that just will have come come out last week, it's hard being in the future, man. This is the problem with yeah recording these in the midst of others. Yeah. Well, without giving away Randy's podcast and what y'all say about it, one thing that stuck out to me was about um, painting your machines a certain color or a certain scheme or whatever is that it's a certain kind of branding that does not get done in the dirt world typically. No, no. And yet the people who are doing it seem to understand and like already see the benefit of that. So they keep, they keep doing it, which means that if it wasn't working, they would not keep doing it. And yet people keep saying it's stupid. It would be cheaper to paint the couple they already painted back to match their entire fleet. And instead they're like, we're doing the whole thing. Well, but, but interestingly enough, blunt, when they go to sell machines, they paint them back to original color. They don't sell them gray. Interesting. Cause I'm going to keep that to themselves. Yeah. They don't want it on the market. And it's like Kiwit. If you see a used Kiwit pickup truck. So all of Kiwit's fleet, it's the Kiwit yellow black hood. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I might have already touched on this on the podcast before. You didn't talk about Kiwit about this. But if they if they sell the pickup at auction or whatever, they turn the hood back to yellow. So you can buy, it's still Kiwit yellow, but the hood is not black. It's so, also Kiwit yellow. So then yellow. it's just a Kiwit yellow pickup truck. Yes. And so you'll see like old Kiwit yellow pickup trucks all the time, like used by like landscapers or something, mm-hmm. something similar. But it'll just be all yellow and it'll kind of throw you off like, oh, that's a Kiwit pickup truck. And then you look at it you're like, John Smith's landscaping services, mm-hmm. but you're like, no, that was a Kiwit pickup that's truck. Kiwit that's that's Kiwit. Is there a certain You're welcome, Kiwit, for all that advertising. <laughs> that's all they get. Yeah. No big dirt. Mm-hmm. When companies like that have their their fleet of pickup trucks, is there like a certain spec or trim package that is more appropriate for these dirt moving companies versus like just consumer grade? No, there's there's I mean they're all they're all considered fleet. So it's like Ford Fleet. I think you need 15 vehicles to. to so you're like, okay, you don't walk into the local Ford dealership and, and say, hey, can I have 20 pickup trucks? But it's all the same, and there <laughs> you, are more. You generally options. order out of a magazine at that point. Yeah, it's it's you'd you'd think there'd be some kind of process that everybody would follow, but it's like every company does their light fleet differently. Mm-hmm. They just all like some companies. There's cops. Uh-oh. Walking down the road. Cops in my neighborhood. Bad boys, bad boys. Um, whoop, whoop. Like some some companies believe in one brand and just do that brand and nothing else mm-hmm. goes. Some companies give out allowances. So it's like everybody has a different truck because they can go out and buy whatever they want. Some companies just buy whatever's cheapest. Yeah. Some companies buy trucks from auction and so they they really get what's cheapest. Yeah. Or some companies they don't replace trucks very frequently. So you'll have a few new trucks and then you'll have a few 
kind of old trucks and then you'll have a few really old trucks. It's just everybody does it a little differently. I feel like if I worked at a company like that, I'd want one of the really old trucks. You say that as until long as you drive one. As long as it's still hung, yeah. A really old construction vehicle. Yeah, not very not very cush. Not very cush, no. I saw a commercial for, I'm not going to say which uh, make or model, but a new pickup truck, like that's a 2021, where the console folds out to be like a work table, like where you put your the armrest folds up towards the dash and then you've got like a a really long table that you can like put your laptop. That's on. pretty clever. It, it the uh, the gear shift like folds down so that's flat, what? and then the table folds on top of it. It kind of blew my mind in a way that I'm like, maybe I want to start working in my car. What ca- what what kind of truck was it? I think it was Ford. Was it really? I think I'm not positive. And so we can keep that part out because I'm not 100 percent sure. No, that but that's no, that's fine. The idea of it's very cool. I, most people listening to this probably understand what working in their truck is like. I know I work in my truck all the time, still to this day, especially when you're working in the industry, your office is your truck. And nowadays, since I'm running around all over the place, if I have a meeting, like I did therapy yesterday in my truck because I was at a meeting at the office and I didn't have time to go home. So it's just like, okay, I'll just turn the hotspot on my phone and have my therapy appointment in my pickup truck. And then I have the inverter, so I just plug my charger right into the dash, and you're in business, man. Uh, it is Ford. No shit. Yep. Wow. The 2021 F-150. Wow, really? It's pretty slick. Here, show you a picture. This is very Joe Rogan of us. Yes. Wow. So like, wow. it folds over, and it's a straight-up table. But it's part of the car? Yeah. It's part of the truck? Uh-huh. So it would fold back. Like it opens and folds back, and then it's where you put your arm. No shit. I like that. Wow. See, that idea comes from somebody who's worked in their car and says, This sucks. There's got to be a better solution. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, it's a majority of the construction industry. And that guy, see, in the picture, the guy was wearing a high visibility yes. vest for that specific reason because construction people work in their trucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's also got the highest trim package in here. The, uh, like you got a touch te- touch screen that's like ten inches wide. The limited, yeah, it's slick. But the new the new screens and the new F one fifties are much bigger than the old ones. Really? Yeah. And they're finally they're finally getting on board with modern times. Like, oh, maybe we should put a decent sized screen in here because that's a thing everybody else has been doing for I don't know, like a decade. Mm-hmm. Come on, we like big screens. Uh, I will say that um, as someone who rented a a big SUV last week to take my family to the beach. It came with like a big screen that like connected right to my phone. Yeah, it's sweet. Comparing that to the car that I drive right now, which has um, a tiny little, tiny, tiny, tiny little screen it's that's worthless. just two-tone. It's worthless. does nothing for me. Yeah. does nothing. Yeah. Okay, well, that's enough rambling about, about trucks and truck tables and truck screens. We can move on. Let's move on. So the question section of this podcast, I think is going to be a little different today. Yes. But I think there's enough here that it, we don't want to have too many other questions following it. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we've been on our high horse over the past two months after starting this podcast and 
have never struggled for Monday questions <laughs> until recently. I wasn't going to bring that part up. No, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're honest here. Yep. And so transparency wins. Yes. In the spirit of transparency, we did not get very many valuable questions for this episode. Yep. But have no fear. We don't give up. Mm-mm. And we don't just say, well, we're not going to have anything for this part of the podcast this week. We're just going to make shit up. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Great. All that said. We did get some questions. Well, we did get some questions. Yeah. And, and all the questions I got were, hey, when's this guy going to be on the podcast? So and I, jokes on you, half the people that were referenced are already scheduled to be on the podcast. Amazing. I do I do appreciate people recommending people. Yeah, it kind of helpful. It kind of opens up like my list of people we, we might want to talk to yeah. or that might make sense for the, the podcast. Yeah, one of the people recommended is going to be on the podcast in like two weeks. Okay. One week. Um but keep doing that. Yes, keep sending please, us please. recommendations because it is very helpful. However, those questions don't make much sense to talk about on the podcast. They 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 are completely worthless. It's mostly for this a yes podcast. or no question. <laughs> for the Monday podcast, totally worthless. Thanks for nothing. But on the normal the Thursday episodes, podcast. very, very helpful. So thank you for those fellows and fellows. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, however, got a w- one big fat question for today, which is worthy of a good conversation. Great. What are some good authentic, real examples of strong company culture, in your opinion, that you've seen? In the dirt world. In the dirt world, yes. Um, I really enjoy, I kind of need to think about this one. I'm always impressed with Sargent Corporation. Mm -hmm. And I think it stems from the top because Herb and Tasha and, Eric and, and the leaders of the business, they're they're really hell-bent on creating a, a really wonderful business, wonderful culture, and, and Herb has a very good understanding of the role people play in the future of the business, which is a very important role. Mm-hmm. And, and they're spending a lot on investing in their people, investing in their culture. So I've always admired them. And especially, I mean, they're, they're an old business. They're almost 100 years old, mm-hmm. and yet they're still very aggressively pushing their culture forward because they know they need to continue adapting and innovating and growing as a business and culture to succeed long-term. So because the world is changing world's and changing. the workforce is changing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of admiration for them. I mean, you could really pick any of our partners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's fair for me to just single out single partners without saying that every one of our partners I'm really impressed by. That's why they're a partner in the first place. That's why they're a partner. Yeah. And I like when I say I'd work for any of our partners, I really mean that. Mm-hmm. I would work for any of our partners. Um, but as far as just really buttoned up companies go, Southern Sight is is another one that's that's really always impressed me from the beginning. Um, they have resources from their parent company that that helps uh with attracting people and retaining mm-hmm. people, but but Ryan and Nikki and <clears throat> again, just leadership of the business. They're really just caring folks and they want to care for people and, and make a really caring business in general, which I really appreciate. And it's, I mean, with their growth over the past few years, it's the results speak, speak for themselves. Yeah. You can't, you don't have to say they've, they're going to do well because they are doing well and they want to keep growing it even more and more. So super, super exciting there. And I think I'm going to visit them tomorrow at their office, which nice. I'm excited about. And then 
one more that that quickly comes to mind would be and, and like I said it's 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 almost unfair of me to call out specific partners but one company I've always been very impressed by within our partnership they've been an older older partner is is Milburn Demolition they're just really buttoned up and so they're like their culture is is pretty cool cuz they're just all their people seem to know what what they're doing at all times and they're really buttoned up from a safety perspective and there's not a whole lot of upper management overseeing the whole company they run pretty lean and yet all their all their projects are really smooth and really every time i go there it's like wow this is this is very very impressive because demolition traditionally is just like just total cowboys going yeah. to town on buildings you know just throw the wrecking ball through the wall and call it good. But these guys, they're just like surgeons and they're absolute masters of their craft. So I have a ton of respect for them as well. I was reading some of their, um, on their website and just through like emails and stuff with their team about the data center um, demolitions that they've done. Uh-huh. That's like so detailed. That like kind of blows my mind that yeah. they're sort of taking it apart and they maybe are doing this on all their projects. But these specifically, really what stood out to me was they're almost unbuilding it in the same way that it was built. Yeah, no, it's it's really It's not just tedious. like you push it over and then it's gone. No, it's super, super thought out. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 you know, construction and building things, there's a, a huge degree of creativity involved in it. But you're building based off of plans. In demolition, there's no plans. It's just like, hey, you see this thing? It needs to go away. You figure out how to make it all happen. That's it. And there's no specifications. There's no submittals, really. There's no plan sets. Like It's just like, hey, just make this thing go away. And so there's a huge degree of creativity involved in not only total demolition, but interior demolition, specialty demolition. Yeah. It's just so surgical. Like they, they were just out there. Content team was out there visiting... They, they Milburn recently grew into Florida. So they have a new Florida office in Tampa, which is a huge move for them and mm-hmm. super, super exciting. And they're hiring, by the way, FYI, if you're in Tampa looking for a great demolition contractor. But they were dem- demolishing, it was some kind of interior demolition project in some basement, it looked like. And they were removing the concrete with five-gallon buckets and putting it onto a little baby conveyor that brought it into wheelbarrows. Because, and someone on the internet would probably be like, well, it's stupid, but it's like, you don't understand the nature of these projects. You can't get a machine into a majority of the places they work. And so you have to come up with really clever solutions and sometimes just tedious, hard work type solutions, like carrying all the concrete out in a five-gallon bucket. I'm going to do an impression. You ready? Please. Well, what they, what they really should do because that's way too that's way too slow. What they really should do, dot dot dot. Yeah. Why don't you just put a skid steer down there? Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let just let put a skid steer down there. Pop one down the stairs. Let me put one in sure, a, a regular elevator. Yeah. Well, they do do that. In a like not, well, not a freight a regular, elevator. Yeah, as yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Downtown Chicago, they put them in freight elevators. I, I, that makes sense to me. I'm talking about like one at like a two story dentist office or something like that. Yes. Yeah. It looked like something was smaller here. So. <laughs> Anyway, I've yeah, I've always just been very very impressed by them. But I, again, I can I can point to any one of our partners, and be like, yeah, that's 
among the best company cultures I've seen in the industry. What do you think is a similarity between all of our partners in terms of what good company culture? Um, they just really care for their people. You know, they are concerned about profitability and production, obviously, because if you don't have profits, you don't have a company. Mm-hmm. It is very important, but they, instead of prioritizing those things, they prioritize their people quite a bit more than your average company I've seen. Um, that's probably the biggest factor. And they're just forward thinking. They they want to be the future of the industry and they want to be here for a very long time. They're, you know, either some companies are just here to make a quick buck. I've seen some of those recently, actually. And then some companies, you can just see them making as much money as they can until... They just can't do it anymore. They just can't do it anymore. A lot of companies have no succession plan, so they're just moving along until the guy goes away and then the company just dissolves or is acquired. It's, it's really interesting. Whereas all of our partners are extremely focused on the future, whether they're a hundred year old company, like a Vite, you know, over a hundred years or almost a hundred years. That's like, Hey, you know, we want to go dominate for a much, much longer period than just a hundred. We want to do another hundred or North American mining, North American coal or, um, Rosso, you know, Hey, Dylan, I'm in my thirties. I got many decades ahead of me. Let's go kick some ass. Yeah. Are there any examples of maybe like small or really specific things that you've learned from um, our partners or other companies that you've interacted with that you're like, ooh, I love that. I'm bringing that to build with. Other than ping pong tables, which are very popular apparently for company culture. Yikes. Um, I don't know. That's a hard one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, did you get the internal podcast idea from Herb? Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, I did. I wasn't looking at this as an internal communication tool until uh, Sergeant started doing it, mm-hmm. and I saw how effective it was. I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is something I think we could do." Yeah, and I don't want to take all the credit for it, but I think we were doing the Dirt Talk podcast before they started their podcast, and we. I, I might have helped Herb, you know, like, hey, this is the equipment I have, or maybe he was doing, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Herb, if you were doing it before us, I'm sorry. And you deserve all the credit, You Herb. deserve all the credit, Herb. Um, and he actually listens to this, by the way, because I got a text message about one of these podcasts from him the other day. Nice. Yes. What a guy. But yes, that's a great example of something I learned from, I, I've, I've learned a ton of things sure. from these companies, but it's a lot, a lot of intangible things. It's a lot of, just watching these these people and how they lead and and implementing that within my own leadership style mm-hmm. within our business. So it's not necessarily like I can point to one policy that's like, yes, this is a wonderful policy that we've implemented within our business because of this company, because our business is so different than our partners. Yeah, it's not like you were at dinner with Dylan at Rosso and we're like, uh... I heard him say this really cool word talking about his team, and now I'm going to use that word to talk about my team. Yeah, it's, it's more not like so that. just like watching somebody like like a like a Herb or a Randy Blunt or you know any one of our partners and how they lead their businesses and you know take the pieces I like from their style and mm-hmm. their experience and implement it within our business. But I guess another good example, you know, the skid steer we're getting it painted a custom color. I could have got a normal skid steer in December. Um, normal yellow, cat yellow, but I see the value in painting a machine thanks to Randy Blunt. 
at Blunt Contracting for somewhat explaining it to me in a business sense. So I'm like, we'll do that for ours too. And isn't that funny that that's like a, a I'm not going to say basic, but like a pretty simple idea of, of marketing and branding that you got from one of our partners, even though we are the ones that came on to like help and work on their marketing. Well, there's a reason why Randy's an advisor to our business now That's because pretty, pretty big reason. He's pretty savvy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it for the questions this week. Yeah. Now that said, please, please don't <laughs> make us do this again and get us some damn questions for next week. Aaron doesn't want my questions. No, I don't want Alex's questions. I want your questions. And the best place to send them in is dirttalkabilit.com. So if you listen to this podcast, have any kind of questions, curious about anything and any kind of feedback on how you want to, what you want to hear from the podcast, send us to dirttalkabilit.com. Uh, Aaron, would you like to talk about our next guest? Next guest coming up on Thursday is Nick Schiffer of NS Builders out of Boston, Massachusetts. I'm really excited about this one. Because Nick, he is a home builder. He started doing cabinetry, then remodels, and now totally new build custom homes, which is really exciting to see his business. I think he's been in business seven years. And then on the side, he co-hosts the Modern Craftsman podcast, which is where I first found out about him. I was a guest on their podcast many months ago now, started seeing what they were doing. And it's really cool what they have going on. So I wanted to just talk to him about life, his business, the podcast in general, conversations they've had. It ended up being a ton of fun. So I really love what he has going. And from a marketing standpoint, the guy gets it too. Yeah. We get into that and and how he how much energy and time he puts into the videos they put out. And it's it's awesome to see what they've done. We haven't had many people on the podcast that have their own podcast or that are a, a part of another podcast. No, because just in the building space, it's still pretty it's uncharted waters yeah. largely. And I feel like a lot of our listeners, they've never listened to podcasts before, which is very unique in like normal society. I feel mm-hmm. like most people know what the hell these are, Yeah, which is why we've, we've done as well as we have because there's a very large below bar to step over and that's the only way we can succeed. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it was interesting to talk about it with them because like, yeah, they do some really cool stuff and the it's dynamic cool. they have is awesome and and they have some awesome guests on. Mm-hmm. And I was really just happy to, you know, it is dirt talk and we do want to keep with the theme of building things and, and blue collar and this and that. But um, a lot of the principles that go into building a custom home apply to our world as well. Yeah. So it's fun to just learn about how other industries build stuff because you can sit there and be like, yeah, that's totally the same here Maybe that's something to think about or no, it's not similar at all. It's just fun to hear something a little bit different. Uh, that's going to be a good one. It is a good one. This Thursday. This Thursday. Tune in. Um, Aaron, do you have anything else for our five listeners? Thank you to our five listeners. Mm-hmm. I I just want to thank everybody for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, we put a lot of time and energy into this thing and it's fun to get the messages we do about it. We get some really cool, cool stuff. And we joke all the time that we don't get anything out of it, but we do get a lot out of it. And it's yeah. amazing to see the impact that that this is making. So really, really appreciate everybody listening. Really appreciate everybody sharing. Keep sharing it. 
Um, we're hugely appreciative of every time you share it with someone else. Yes, yes. And that's my favorite message to get these days is, hey, just found your podcast. Like, oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited you're here and happy to have you. So thanks for thanks for listening and giving us some of your, your windshield time or time in general. Anytime. You can do it when you're walking. Anytime. We're here for you. Uh, well, with that, Aaron, appreciate appreciate you having me over to the illustrious BuildWit podcast studio yep. in your house. Welcome to the podcast studio, my house, for the next two months. Mm-hmm. And then we are moving. We're going to be official. BuildWit podcast is growing up. Mm-hmm. So with that, that's a podcast. Happy Monday. We will see you guys next week. And until then, stay dirty. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.